coming up. So every believer is valuable to the body because whatever part they play is what makes us a body. So it's saying if that we all were the same part of the body, then it wouldn't be a body. It'd just be that part. What makes us a body is that we are different parts. And we're all part and important and valuable in the body, no matter what the part is. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. What if I told you that Jesus Christ still has a physical body here on earth? Well, he does. Everyone who believes in Jesus Christ is a member of the physical body of Christ. And as a member, you have a very specific role. In this message series, Pastor Rob explains some very timely truths about the body of Christ and how every member of the body should respond. Here's part two of the message, Living as the Body of Christ. So Jesus Christ still has a physical body on earth. We are called Jesus incarnate. And all that means, we are the embodiment, the fleshly embodiment of Jesus Christ. That's all it means. Incarnate just means embodied in the flesh. So we are Jesus incarnate, Jesus embodied in the flesh, you and I. That's who we are. Uh, D, write this down. Uh, Some truths about the body of Christ. I want to give you some truths about the body of Christ. Number one, every believer is part of the body of Christ. Every believer is part of the body of Christ. Romans 12.5 goes on and says, So in Christ we, though many, form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. All right? We form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. So I, I got to tell you, um, me and my wife already understand this, you know. She already understand that I got you. You got me. But I want y'all to understand, not in the same way that we got each other, but you belong to me. You belong to me because we're part of the same body. What does that mean? That means that there's some responsibility I have to you and responsibility you have to me as the body of Christ. We are responsible to each other. Notice I said to each other, okay? Not for, but to. See, this is Jesus Christ's body. <laughs> he he going to take care of all of us, but he has said we need to be concerned and take care of it ourselves. In other words, I don't want to slap myself upside my head. <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and the hand going like, you know, the hand in my head boxing. You know, you might my hand and head boxing, you know. <laughs> and and my, my hand hit my head and think he winning. No, you losing. You, you get what I'm saying? You ain't, you ain't winning when you, hit, when you hit my head. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit longer. Because too often, we as the body of Christ, we acting like we're winning, but we're losing. Because we're harming another part of the body that we're all part of. So what might seem like a victory to you is not a victory. You're hurting yourself. 
So you belong to me. Understand that. So when, 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 when I ask about you, when I ask you how you're doing, that, that's just not a, a light question. Because I'm actually asking, how am I doing? <laughs> when I ask you how you're doing, I'm asking how, how, how I'm, actually, I'm actually asking, how are we doing? When I say, how are you doing? I'm saying, how are we doing? As the body of Christ, how are we doing? And I belong to you, exactly. Yes. You belong to me and I belong to you. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 goes on and says, it reaffirms it. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. So we form one body. 1 Corinthians 12, 15 and 16 says, now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason stop being part of the body. Let me, let me pause for that for a minute. If the foot says to the hand that you don't belong to the body because I'm a hand, that don't mean it's not part of the body. Y'all get this? This is an important principle here. This is important. Here's the thing, that if you are a believer in Christ, you are part of the body no matter what nobody says or does. It, it doesn't matter. You, you, you believe in Jesus Christ, you're part of the Jesus Christ's body. So we need to understand that, that just because I say that that's not part of the body don't mean it's not part of the body. That's what it's saying. It's still part of the body. And it goes on, and if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. Just because part of the body says, because I'm not that part of the body, I'm not part of the body, doesn't mean it stops being part of the body. And on the other, from the other side, just because the foot says, it, 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 just because the foot says, not that just because I'm not an ear, but if the, the, the foot says to itself I'm not part of the body, doesn't mean it's not part of the body. So we have to understand that we are part of the body of Christ, and there's nothing we can do about it. And there's nothing no one else can do about it, that you're part of the body regardless. So here is the principle in which we need to accept the fact Whatever part of the body we are, that's the part of the body we are. And I don't need to try to be a different part of the body. Just be the part that I am. And it makes me part of the body. Too often, we treat parts of the body like our medical world treats an appendix. They'll just cut it out. Oh, you don't need it. That's, we do that sometimes with, uh, with the body. We say, we don't need it. I didn't need it, and why did God put it there? See, what, what they're saying is you could live without it. But what, what, what do I lose, though? What am I losing without it? That's something I want us to think about. Even though I can live without it, what, what's the, what, what has my life lost, though? Because it's gone. Number two, truth about the body of Christ. Every believer is valuable to the body of Christ. Every believer is valuable to the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 17 and 19 says, If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? If, there were all, if they were all one part, where would the body be? 
So every believer is valuable to the body because whatever part they play is what makes us a body. So it's saying if that we all were the same part of the body, then it wouldn't be a body. It'd just be that part. <laughs> what makes us a body is that we are different parts. And we're all part and important and valuable in the body, no matter what the part is. So every one of us are valuable to the body. I don't care what it is your gifts are, your experiences are, your talents are. You're still valuable to the body. And just because you're not in certain or function or operating in certain parts of the as certain parts of the body doesn't mean you're not important to the body. You are valuable to the body. Number three, the body of Christ is divinely put together. The body of Christ is divinely put together. First Corinthians 12, 18 says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them just as he wanted them to be. Y'all see that? So whatever you are, eye, hand, foot, ear, toenail, whatever you want to call it, the scripture saying that God placed you there and he put you right where he wanted you to be. So whatever your gifts are, whatever your talents are, whatever your experiences are, whatever your abilities are, God put them there and made you part of the body and he put you right where he wants you to be. So just be who you are as part of the body. And we should accept who people are as part of the body, what role they play, what, what they do for the body. We should accept it and use it to benefit the body because we were put together divinely. God did it. He put this body together. Not us. So why is the hand trying to tell the foot what to do? or where to be, or where to connect. The foot need to be where the foot's supposed to be, where God put the foot and what he gave the foot to do. That's what the foot should do. God does things orderly. So not only are you, are you part of the body, every believer, not only are you valuable to the body, but you were put in the body by divine design. God did it just like he wanted to. Number four. The body of Christ should follow God's honor principle. The body of Christ should follow God's honor principle. 1 Corinthians 12, 20 through the 25 says, In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. I'm going to pause for a minute and let that marinate, marinate because it's telling us that some of the parts of the body that seem weak and not and the least important are really most necessary. And this is important because some of us have had experiences with the body of Christ as if we were treated as if we were weak and least necessary. And the Bible is telling us that those parts, the ones that seem to be that way, are the ones that, is, that are most necessary. So y'all know, I know, I don't know what all your church experience has been, but I know for mine, we got some serious rethinking to do because I've seen the opposite of that. And so it goes on and says, verse 23, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those, those we clothe with the greatest care. So we, we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. 
So what this is instructing us to do is the parts that seem to be least honorable and least important are the ones that we should give the most care to, it's saying. He says, because the ones that are honorable, they cool, they good, they can take care of themselves. It's the ones that are not so honorable that we got to give more care to, more focus to. We should honor them more than we do the ones that we... That's why I want y'all to really understand, really get this. I, I know I'm the pastor. I'm not looking for no special treatment. We, we, we have some kind of uh, uh, potluck or something. I don't need y'all to make me a plate. No, seriously. I can make my own plate. And, and, and this, is, this, is, this is something that I, want, I think we should do because... We, so we live out this principle that we make this part of our DNA that the, the, the parts that can't make their plates or find it difficult to make their plate, make those plates. Matter of fact, I'll help you do it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? We, we just get this thing all backwards. And so it's saying that we should give more care to the ones that are weaker and seem to be least important. And there's a reason we should do it. It goes on and says, so God has put the body together. Understand that. With the, one, the parts that seem weaker or seem less honorable, God has put the body together. Such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less Dignity. God did it so that the body would give the parts that have, that have less dignity or, or seem to be the weakest, that the body would give it more attention and more care. Your body does that. As soon as you, you kick your toe on something, your heart starts beating faster and your body starts sending blood to that injured area. It does it automatically. Do you get this? Automatically, the body starts to send blood and, and, and you know, um, swelling and all that to protect it. it. It didn't swell up to cause you more pain. It swells up to protect it so that you will know it's injured and you won't injure it more. The pain is a warning to you, okay, don't do that again. <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying? The, the pus, the swelling, the bruise, all of that is a warning to you to tell you, don't do it again. I'm hurting down here. And your body automatically responds and starts to try to heal it and protect it. That's how the body should function with the weaker parts. And then it goes on. It says, that, first of all, let me reiterate, God says he set it up this way so that the body would treat those parts with more honor. And then he gives us more reason. Number verse 25, he says, This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. Right? Now, I submit to you, I submit to you, part of the reason the body of Christ doesn't care for itself like it should is because we do not apply this honor principle to the way that we've, we live together. 
Because the scripture tells us that God set it up this way, that we would honor the weaker parts so that the body would learn how to work in harmony. I'm going to read that again to make sure you get it. He says, this makes for harmony amongst members, that you would respond and treat the weaker parts with more honor. It makes for harmony among the members. And he goes on, so that all the members can care for each other. It creates into the DNA of the body the system of taking care of one another. It supports it. It undergirds it. It makes it strong when we honor the weaker parts. So again, I submit to you today, part of the reason the body of Christ doesn't care for itself like it ought to is because we haven't lived up to this honor principle of taking care of the weaker parts and honoring them more than we do the honorable parts. So when we get a new believer, instead of treating new believers like they're, uh, they don't fit in, because they don't know the language, the church language, the church lingo. They don't know the songs. They're still learning the way we do things. And instead of treating them, making them feel like they don't belong, why don't you do something so they would know it? You know, to help them learn how things are done. Set up a time where we can get to, you can get together and you know I you know what I know you new new to the to the faith and all this. So I like to get with you and just read the Bible with you sometime. How about that? <laughs> you, you you ain't gotta be told to do that. The pastor ain't gotta tell you to do that because the, the members belong to each other, right? You see a new believer, you can do it on your own. You can just go up to him yourself. You don't need no command from the pastor or from the, lead, the ministry leader or nothing. You can say, hey, my name is Robert, and I'd like to just spend some time with you. If you don't mind, we can go have coffee or tea together, and while we're having coffee or tea for 15, 20 minutes, I'd just like to read scripture with you. Is that okay and pray with you? Is that okay? So that you can grow them up and honor them. And when you get there, don't get there and start making them feel bad for not knowing nothing. You know, you just say, okay, all right, turn your Bible to, uh, you, y'all down for tea with this new believer. And you're like, okay, yeah, you know, let's go over to uh, uh, the book of Habakkuk. And uh, <laughs> y'all, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you should be like, you should help them get there. In fact, find it for them. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying there are many things that we can do. To show honor to the weaker parts instead of making them feel bad like they don't fit in. And God says this helps the whole body learn how to care for each other. Practicing this principle. Number five. The body of Christ is valuable to every believer. The body of Christ is valuable to every believer. Not only is the believer valuable to the body of Christ, the body of Christ is valuable to the believer, is the point. Romans uh, 12.5 says, yeah, this is a message version, so it reads a little differently than we read earlier. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body, but as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? Get what this is saying, and I like what it's saying in the message version, to show that the body of Christ is valuable to the believer. 
I'm going to read it again. Each of us finds our meaning and function, meaning and function as part of his body, but as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount much to much, would we? So we need to be a part of the body and function in it, have a place in it, so that we can sense that we matter to the body. And that's for every believer. And then 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15 goes on, says, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on, his foundation, on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. So I'm pause for a second. Just understand that it, as, as God has put the body together and he's given each a function to each member, that the members functioning matters to the body. In fact, they are building on Jesus Christ by their functioning. And this is important for them. Why? It reads on verse 14. If, if what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. So the body is important to the believer because it is within the context of the body that the member functions. And it was because of the function that the believer is building precious stones, gold, so that it can withstand the test so that they can receive reward. So the, the believer's reward, receiving, reception of reward is... It's, it happens in the, 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 them laying the foundation to receive the reward happens in the context of functioning in the body. So it's important for them to get the reward to function in the body. I don't know about you. Every single one of y'all, I want, I want y'all to receive bountiful rewards. Why? Because you function just like God put you in the body to. So we want to find out what is your function? What does God want you to do? What gifts has he given you? And, and have you used them so that you can get reward? That's what I want for each and every one of you. And verse 15 reads on, if it burns up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. So this is serious business because this is the context in which the believer sets themselves up for reward from God. And then number six, every believer has a function in the body of Christ. Romans 12, 6 says, so since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellent, excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what, he, what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we, we aren't. So it's saying basically just go and be and do what God created you to be and do. And let's not stop pretending that we're something we're not. That's what we got to do. So I want to know you. I want to know you personally, and I want to know your function so that we can get, make sure that you're functioning as God has placed you in the body to function. It's going to bless the whole body. Remember, we belong to each other. So when you're not functioning like God made you to be, I lose something. 
And when I'm not functioning like God made me to be, you lose something. The same is true for each and every one of us. So as the text says, why don't, why don't we just, you know, just go and be what God created us to be and do what God created us to do. That's the way to go. That's how everybody wins. And the body of Christ prospers on earth and we move closer toward what God wants for his people. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. This may be hard to hear, um, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So the question is, how much do you truly value God then? If you're not eagerly trying to unpack the gift that God put inside of you, how much do you really value God and use it? It is a travesty if you don't use your God-given gift. Thank you for listening.